evening. I am Coach Michelle Kennedy, Master Life Coach and Chief Curator for Embrace You Training Solutions, better known as Miss Get You Together. Thank you for coming and sharing with us again on today for our episode of Come Let's Sit Down and Talk. It's going to be good and interesting. I have a special guest here today. Someone I've known since she was probably maybe about five years old. I remember I used to be, I used to be her church dance teacher, <laughs> Sunday school teacher. Mm -hmm. So we got some skin in the game. So I have Tara Robinson here, uh, Miss Tara Dana, the Tara Dana Show. She's going to share with us. So we're going to have some good conversation. So Tara Dana, tell us about yourself. Hello, everyone. I am Tara Robinson a.k.a. Terry Dana. Um, I have a lot of hats. I am a high school science teacher. I'm a cheerleading coach. I have my um, talk show. Um, I am so nervous. <laughs> it's okay. Talks with Terry Dana live show. Um, I also have a lip gloss, lipstick, lash line um, known as Terry Dana Beauty. Um, yeah, so that's me. See, I, now I know about the lip gloss and the lipstick. I know you did lashes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go over my MUA so uh, we can get them lashes. Yes. 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 So I asked you, Tara, to come on today because uh, she's from a dynamic that we hadn't had a conversation with. Hmm. You know, real, you know, season. And then Tyler, mm -hmm. somebody child we didn't talk to. So. Mm -hmm. Let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. So tell us, I know you said that you are uh, a high school science teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, so tell us about your college experience and what was that like? And you're still in college, right? Well, I'm going back to college. Um, I'm going back to medical school. Um, oh, you're so, going to be a doctor? Yes. Doctor. Yes. Wow. Okay, so um, I actually graduated high school with my AA degree. Um, known it's a program known as the early college program. I definitely would tell anyone who's looking to go to college, go to the early college program. I went to Robert, um, not Robert. I went to Rebolt High School. Rebolt has it as well as um, Robert E. Lee, which will be known as Riverside. That's a whole nother story. But um, yeah, so I was in the early college program. I graduated high school with my AA degree. From there, I went to the Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. I went to FAMU, um, spent about three years there, mm -hmm. um, getting my degree in molecular cell biology, um, bachelor's of science degree. From there, I moved back to Jacksonville, not knowing um, six months later my mom would pass away. And it's kind of crazy how things work out because I had planned to go into medical school right after I got, um, graduated with my bachelor's degree. However, something just didn't fall in line. Mm -hmm. So I had like six months to spend with my mom, which I was like very, very grateful for that. After that time, um, I spent some more time here. I became a science teacher at Robert Lee High School. Mm -hmm. First time um, I taught biology there. But my experience at FAMU was phenomenal. Um, to be honest, I thought that FAMU was like, oh, it's just a lot of African-Americans there. And they'll let anybody in. But honestly, I've met some of the most smartest people at FAMU that I did not expect. And the curriculum, it was pretty tough because I didn't make all A's. I didn't make all B's. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. But I graduated. And that entire experience, I would say to anybody, if you are looking 
to go to HBCU, definitely go to FAMU. Um, from there, I went to West, um, it's called West Virginia University. Mm -hmm. I believe that's what it's called. Um, to start my master's program, but I was up in West Virginia, um, and that experience was just poor to me, honestly, I'm going to be honest. So I was there for about a semester. Um, it pretty much creeped me out for the simple fact of there's mountains everywhere, university sat on top of the mountain, so if you were not careful, you could just drive right off the mountain. Oh, wow. So I had to leave, and I went to Lincoln Memorial University in Tennessee. And I got my master's degree in biomedical professions. Um, I got that last year, and now I'm back here. Um, I'm applying to medical school now in hopes of getting back in and finishing off. That's something that I've been dreaming of since I was about six years old. Mm -hmm. I remember you talking about being a doctor mm -hmm. the whole while. I'm going to yeah. be a doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's amazing to know that even though sometimes life happens and our paths are not always as we've pictured them, mm -hmm. that uh, you still are holding on to your dream and you have not given hope, given up hope. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned your mother. Your mother was my sister. Like mm -hmm. we were, we were tight. Mm -hmm. And um she helped me through some very hard times mm -hmm. um, in in my life, uh, very dark times in my life. She helped me out a whole lot, mm -hmm. always being um, <clears throat> that sounding board, always being that one I could talk to, always being the one who never took sides. She was going to tell you how it was. She mm -hmm. said it wasn't going to be no chaser. You mm -hmm. was going to get the gospel, mm -hmm. you know, and I always admired the way she lived a upright life in front of you all because it's four girls. Right. Um, and yeah. she was a widow. Right. And she lived upright. I remember uh, when we first came, because we attended at the same church mm -hmm. uh when we first came to maddox jasmine was three years old yeah uh mm -hmm. and so she lived a life in front of you all and raised you mm -hmm. um and i i've always admired the way that she lived in front of you all you all are all uh college have been to college have degrees and you desiree are both teachers right yes Okay, yeah, and then that was your mom's second profession right. uh, mm -hmm. to become mm -hmm. a teacher, which was always fun to me. I was like, Jackie, I know them students is walking a chalk <laughs> line. <laughs> yes, I don't know how she did it. Because she never played, and she did foster kids. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, I remember uh, she had a few that only I could handle. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Willa, I remember that. Linda. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So uh, watching you all grow has been an amazing journey, but it has been a real mm -hmm. testament to who she is watching um, you all grow past her demise. And um, I honor her yearly mm -hmm. uh, with the Jackie Jules uh, mm -hmm. Award. Because the Bible said you mark a good man. Mm -hmm. And that's my way of marking her life because she was an outstanding mother. Mm -hmm. She was a uh, Holy Ghost filled. Uh, her brother said she cut Jesus' toenails. She was just yes. that close to yes. it. Uh, but she was amazing. Um, and 
that has been why for so long I've kept up with you girls. And I feel that, like, that's something I owe to her, mm -hmm. to keep watching her girls. You know, I would inbox y'all in a heartbeat. I'd be like, you good? You mm -hmm. need something? If you let me, you got, I got you. Mm -hmm. So, um, and which is also a reason I wanted you to be able to come and share your experience. So if you could mm -hmm. say something to um, a young lady who is trying to figure out her way in college, what would that be? I would definitely say hold on to the people, um, your support system. And my support system was my mom. Mm -hmm. So that's funny that you said that. My support system was my mom, so I held on to her. Anytime I would call her, I remember, I, you know, being a young girl, I was like, Mom, everybody have boyfriends, and I don't have a boyfriend. I would call her for <laughs> everything. everything, not just, even there will be days when you may not pass that test. There may be days when you just don't feel like going. You mm -hmm. just don't feel like you. You may feel all kind of ways. You may feel like some people um, are moving past you because a lot of times, a lot of people don't go straight into college after graduating. Mm -hmm. So even if you are that young lady that's like, oh, I'm such and such age and I still have not gotten my associate's degree. Mm -hmm. It's never too late to go to school. It's never too late just stay in your own lane and do not compare yourself to other people. That's definitely what I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's something good. You bring up comparison because oftentimes we get so sidetracked looking at what other people are doing. Yep. Um, and when we're honing in on what someone else is doing, it, it causes us to not appreciate who we are, mm -hmm. what our abilities and what our skills are. Yeah. I often say to people, when you compare yourself to someone else, it's as if you're saying, to God, what you made me isn't good enough. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Yeah. So let's talk about growing up in church. <laughs> <laughs> so your uncles, your uncles, the pastor, the yes. bishop. Even before that, my dad was um, a pastor, and he was at we we did it. I grew up at Great Refuge mm -hmm. Temple with um, Apostle Groover, Pastor Bishop Groover. Um, we grew up there because my dad was an assistant pastor there. Mm -hmm. And so we were there. Dad passed away when I was like seven years old. So we were there until seven. And then we transitioned to um, Max Revival Center Ministries where we've been basically up until now. Um, Which was your grandfather's church. Yes, it was my grandfather's church. Got passed down to my uncle. And now um, Uncle Thomas Rouse and First Lady Lakeisha Rouse. They're the pastors there, um, senior pastors there, and so we've been there that time. But growing up in church, if you are associated or in some type of, if you're in the family, just know you're going to be working. In some way, you are going to be working. Um, my mom, she really was like over the music ministry. So once she left, I was helping with the choir director, I was a praise and worship leader, I was helping with um, the social media, the TVs, the, the broadcasting, <laughs> things that I didn't know I ended up learning, like going out to research those things growing up in church. In church. <laughs> I was the usher. I was a junior missionary. <laughs> I had all these different titles, like, yes, absolutely. And so now to see you and your sisters in ministry, it is... Um, it's amazing because sometimes when uh, we grow up in church, we have a tendency 
too straight. That's funny you say that. And um, it goes with, I remember my mom, going back to my mom, she was very strict. A lot of things she just would not let us do, even as it related to convocation and stuff. And I remember my friends would tell us, oh, I already know when you get older, when you all get older, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to go to church. You're probably not going to do this. But we're still doing all of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. When the Bible says you train up a child in the way that he should go, when they get old, they won't depart from mm-hmm. it. Uh, even if they stray, you mm-hmm. got to come back. Yep. Uh, but there is that remnant that never, never really leaves. Mm-hmm. I could say that um, even with my children, even when I stopped going to church, I would still get up and drive them to service. Right. Uh, and then, you know, like you, they've always done everything in ministry. Uh, in the church we were attending in Valdosta Union Cathedral, they had like 7 a.m. service. Right. Whew. You got to be real safe to go to 7 a.m. So I would get up and drive them to church at 7 and be like, hey, when y'all get ready to leave, just call me and let me know. Because they have literally always still yet been a part of ministry and I think that is because um y'all had a such fun mm-hmm. we did a lot of stuff mm-hmm. we went a lot of places we did mm-hmm. a lot of traveling so and you all had such a camaraderie together those of you who grew up that y'all are still friends mm-hmm. y'all still support mm-hmm. each other um mm-hmm. in what you do uh I, matter of fact, me and Jasmine, we were laughing because uh, I was talking to her about being one of AJ's biggest fans. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> she is going to follow and she's going to be the one AJ mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, and, and me and her, we were laughing at that. Um, so tell us about uh, your your role amongst your sisters. Hmm. Um, I was the first to leave the nest. Um, Jaquel, my oldest sister, well, my dad had seven, but my, out of my mom, four of us, um, Jaquel was the, always the second mother to everyone. Mm-hmm. So Jaquel did not leave. I was always the rebellious one. I just want to be honest. <laughs> so as soon as I became a senior, I was 18, I was like, oh, this is my time to leave. Let me go off to college. Um, so that I was the first to get my degree um, and then I was there to educate my, like, educate my sisters, like, hey, you all, go ahead and get your degree. Desiree has her, um, her bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. She also is a director. Um, she's opened up her, um, daycare soon. Jasmine's in school now for photography. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaquel's also in school for, I want to say fashion. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to I was the first to kind of help them to, hey, y'all, come on, get this degree because you always have something to fall back on when you have a degree. Um, Alongside of that, like I was a praise and worship leader. Once I left Maddox to go off to school, Jasmine ended up Mm -hmm. like I kind of trained her like, hey, come on, this is what you do as a praise and worship leader. So we all play our part. Um, One thing that I love that my mom taught us, she taught us not to compare Mm -hmm. and to always love each other. So that's one thing. We all kind of play our role within our bond, JDR4. Yes. So that's one thing that I love. Um, Jaquel, she's the mother. Jasmine, she's the friendly one that'll go up and hug anybody. Um, And then Desiree, she's very very strategic. 
and she's very organized and she's very business minded. So we're able to, as our unit, go to each of our strengths and then the weaknesses that we know within each other, we can go and help build up our weaknesses. That's very encouraging. Uh, and yeah, it's funny because Jasmine was always not the one who wanted to she be up really front. Wasn't. She not, really wasn't. I remember having to grab her just to say yes. her speech in kindergarten. I, I thought yes. I was teddy bear like. Yes. <laughs> With candy, all of yes. that. Yes, and mm -hmm. here she is now. Praise and worship leader. Yes. And traveling. Every time mm -hmm. I see her, she, she got her suitcase. Yes. You yeah. better go live your life. Mm -hmm. That's what I told her. I said, while you're young, you're not married, you don't have any children, that's your time to go and see the world. One thing, I keep referencing my mom. Mm -hmm. But my mom, she didn't have children until she was like 28. And she said one thing, one reason why I was able to be a mom is because I was able to enjoy my youth. So once I got older, even though I had children when I was older, I'm able to take the time and spend with my children. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing, little nuggets that I remember from my mom. I tell her, like, hey, look, you're young. You don't have any other responsibilities besides your bills. Go travel. Go go and just enjoy life. Go, you know, just go and just live. Yes, be you know, free. Yes, yeah. that's it. Be mm -hmm. free. I remember uh, encouraging Teresa to do the traveling. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she would check mark all the areas and the things, so she was able to do her traveling that she wanted to mm -hmm. do prior to getting married. Mm -hmm. So, um, tell me about your struggle, and in that transition, because if you are coming from um, somewhere where it's sheltered, mm -hmm. and then you go off to college, and there's not that uh, strong hand that's right there, mm -hmm. so. Tell me about the struggles that you experienced having to transition. So, you know what? I really would like to say, I'm not sure if it's a, a um, believe it or not, I don't really think that we were sheltered. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people may see it because of how strict she was, but she really let us do things like me. I'm, I love to dance. I love to have fun. I like to go out. And I think that's something that my mom knew about me. Mm -hmm. So when I was a teenager, even though she was an evangelist, she said, hey, you can go to the teen parties, but just don't go to the club. Mm -hmm. But of course, me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but moving from, I can't even go back to middle school. Middle school, I went to a private school. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Reball. So it wasn't necessarily the, the the shelteredness that I would necessarily say, but just moving to bigger places. Mm -hmm. So moving from a small, you know, a tight-knit family to now being just out in the open, it was more so of taking what my mom taught me, taking what my church, what I learned in church with my friends and just applying it to my own lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily being a shelter, but learning how to adult. Mm -hmm. If okay. that even, you know, it was more so learning how to adult. I saw my mom cook. Now I got to do it by myself. Right. Now I have to do it. Now I got to get up and I got to actually go to school mm -hmm. and really not just say, oh, I'm just going to take this test. No, now I have to study. Right. Now I got to show myself, you know, what I'm actually capable of. So I want to say that's that the transition from high school to college or just all of these different levels in my life, even moving from college to 
having a career, it's always, okay, now what are you going to do? You mm -hmm. can't just sit down and just, you got to do something. So you mentioned that you have a show. Tell us about your show. Oh, so um, surprisingly, my show came um, when God told me to start this show. It was a little bit before, not that COVID was going on, but a traumatic event took place in my life. And God was like, hey, I want you to do this show, and it's going to be centered around mental health. And so me wanting to be a doctor, I've always studied physical health. I've always studied the body, muscles, tissue, diseases. But God was like, no, I want you to talk about the mind health. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we can go in the gym, we'll work out because that's our outer appearance. Mm -hmm. We know what to eat because that's our outer appearance. But what we don't do, a lot of people don't strengthen their mind. Mm -hmm. And so from there I said, okay, well, I can do that. I can talk about mental health. So that's what my show has been geared around mental health. Um, the first episode was like about grief. I talk a lot about self-control. Um... Just basically finding ways to help strengthen mental health. Of course, I tie in Christianity to that. Tonight on my show, I talked about control, negative and positive controls. So it's just strengthening the mind in, in, in any type of way, psychology, um, all of those type of things like that. So you said you had a traumatic experience. Tell us a little bit about that. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I want to. I don't want to. Mm -mm. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So how did you bounce back? I'm actually still bouncing back, but I want to say the traumatic experience was more so a public experience. Mm -hmm. And because it was a public experience, before all this happened, I said, God, if you want to use anybody, you got to be careful what you pray for. I said, God, if you want to use anybody, here I am, Lord. Use me. I don't care whatever happens if you got to use me um, so that anybody can see wherever you want me to travel. Use me, Lord. Mm -hmm. Not knowing that, that it wasn't necessarily a private tragedy. It was a public tragedy where I was embarrassed. Um, it was betrayal. And then it just ended a lot of what I thought was good times in my life. So now it's more of the healing. It's not a outward healing. When you go through something public, then you have to publicly display yourself in a certain type of way mm -hmm. as if you're not hurting or, oh, yeah, I'm okay. But then it gets to that mental health where you go through those private moments. And in those private moments is where you're healing. You have to heal. It's not just having a face to say, hey, I'm okay, mm -hmm. but it is a, okay, let me deal with what I'm dealing with privately so that I can really be okay publicly. I know for me, um, also going through public um, shame, uh, going through a really, really public uh, divorce, it was as if you, I was feeling as if... Um, People wasn't understanding where I was coming from. Yeah. Uh, and it caused me to be angry because I felt like um, I was unjustly treated. Mm -hmm. uh, but I remember sitting on my bed and I remember um, the Lord saying, those who mind don't matter. Mm. And those who matter don't mind. Mm. That's a quote from Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> really? 
Embrace you. I am Embrace you. And you can be Embrace you. 